Good morning and welcome to GM Digest Podcast Episode 2. You're with me, Zero X Chef, as your host again today. We're going to be covering a bunch of DeFi protocols update, starting from the overall DeFi ecosystem post check across base, Arbitrum, and maybe other chains. And then we're going to talk about RatPi because it went live already, Galaxy 2.0. We're going to talk about Binance Labs incubation. Newest season, season six. Whack me X Kava. CKDX X Layer Zero. DYDX V3 Trading Fees Update. Lexa V2 Testnet Paper Trading Competition. And we're going to wrap the episode with my trade journal, what I just aped into basically. So, yep. Um, without no further ado, let's get to the first news. And as DeFi ecosystem post check, so, you know, during the past seven days, right, TVL have been pretty much green across major DeFi ecosystem. Arbitrum have seen 1.7 billion in TVL, which is about 7% up for the past week. Optimism about 655 million in TVL, about 4% up. Base at about 370 million, about 1% up. Notable Arbitrum native projects with large TVL gains during the past week are Savvy DeFi, which, whose TVL is at 500,000, about 120% up. Stella, 2 million in TVL, 44% up. Volca, which is at 1.4 million, 18% up. And HMX, about 26 million, 9% up. So if you don't know what these protocols are, right, um, quick recap. Savvy is a CDP collateral debt position protocol in which you can take upfront yield from Stella and Volca. Both of them are leveraged farming protocols, which Stella specializing in unit V3 liquidity position leverage. Volca as pub dex leverage. Main products are VLP from Vela Exchange, and also they're the first one to do um, GMX V2 leverage, which just got released about two days ago. HMX being one of the best pub decks on Arbitrum right now, generating at the north of 100 to 150 million in volume in every single day. In terms of base, the overall TVL remains quite stagnant. Aerodrome TVL continues to fall from 200 mil from its all-time high, right? To right now at only about 100 mil, so 50% down from last month. And that basically kind of brought down the entire base TVL down a bit from, from the highs as well. But despite all that friend tech, um, it continues to grow in TVL, which is currently at about 37 mil, um, 18% up for the, for the past seven days. So, you know, when, when I talk about friend tech, right, I just feel that, um, oh man, post tech, post tech, every creator's shares have been down uh, since yesterday. Like the entire market, um, everybody is like 50-60% down in terms of shares price, mine included, right? So apologies if anybody of you who listened to my podcast yesterday and then got into uh, post-tech and bought some shares, right? Really sorry for that. My entire uh, portfolio of shares uh, lost like 50-60% as well. So really, really sorry again for that. Um, but other than Frentech, the, the next project that I want to mention on base, which is um, trending right now, is Moon, Moonbase Phi. Uh, it's super, super degen. It has grown in TVL 
to about 6 million for the past, uh, I would say, two days. It's APY, um, APR is super degen. It's just like printing out a lot of moon tokens, which is their uh, um, governance tokens, right? Users can earn 1,500 APR by just single-sided staking ETH. And they also can earn 5,500 APR from single-sided staking moon. Um, this is not sustainable by any means. Um, it's just like that ARX exchange on Arbitrum four or five months ago, right? When uh, ARP had its uh, bull run and basically ARX exchange was able to get like 10, 20 or 30 mil in TVL for the, for the first one week. And I mean, we all know that that is not sustainable at all because it's purely emissions. So if you want to be a mercenary capital, you can go there and farm it for a couple of days and then just the fuck out and then <laughs> yeah and then sell it all right but um, there's that risk of smart contract as well so be really careful on that anyhow uh, besides frantic right there's not much happening on base um arbitrum on the other hand is seeing a renewed wave of eyeballs um this is mainly spurred by eip 4844 um up upgrade on ethereum right which is going to be coming on q4 this year um it's basically going to reduce the gas fees of um the major layer twos by 95%, thereby bringing in a lot of users from layer ones from everywhere to Arbitrum, Optimism, Base, Mantle, and all of the layer twos, right? Arbitrum is probably going to be the, the first main beneficiary of this, though, because um, it's like the DeFi ecosystem is already there. And we also have just seen uh, the 15 million Arbitrum incentives, um, short-term incentives, right, that uh, uh, just got approved. Basically... A lot of protocols now can, um, not can, but they have already sent out the proposal, right, to ask for the op incentives um, just so that um, they can give it to the community and incentivize TVL, liquidity, and activity in the, the space. We're seeing a lot of um, traction coming back to Arbitrum now thanks to that. So, yeah, that's really cool. And um, just hope, really hope for an Arbitrum Q4 bull run. Um, yeah, I'm super op maxi, and I hold a lot of Arbitrum coins. Um but yeah, there are a couple of ones that I'm going to be mentioning at the end of this podcast, right? That um, I, I'm i going to be aiming in more. You you guys probably know what it is because I've, I've been mentioning that for the past, uh, I don't know, for the past four uh, 20 years already. Yeah. Anyhow, moving to the next news, right? Red Pie just went live um, on mainnet. The token is not live yet, but the page, um, everything is already live. Um, if you are not familiar with RedPi, right, it's one of the sub-DAO of MacPy. MacPy has, uh, MacPy is a governance aggregator of one Wombat Exchange, which is a multi-chain and also cross-chain uh, stable swap, right? And it basically uh, aggregates the VEWOM um, tokens, right, um, just to try to get that uh, governance uh, power of Wombat. Um, outside of that, MacPy also have an ecosystem of sub-DAOs where um, they create new tokens and then bootstrap the liquidity and aggregate governance tokens of other projects, right? PinPi um, aggregate governance tokens of Pendo. Um, RedPi, which is this project that I'm talking about, is aggregating the governance token of Radiant Capital, which is an omni-chain uh, money market. And after RedPi, we're going to see Kempi, um, governance aggregator of my number one favorite project on Arbitrum, which is Camelot Dex. Anyhow, sorry, coming back to... Coming back to RedPi, um, so what, what RedPi does is that it allows DLP holders from Radiant Capital 
if you don't know about DLP, right, it, it's basically just um, uh, Radiant 2.0, right? It allows um, users to create DLP token, which is basically an LP tokens um, on Balancer, um, like 80, 20 Balancer um, LP tokens, right? Or PancakeSwap, you, if you're on BSC, like 50, 50 um, LP. Um, you're essentially uh, to, um, creating like sort of DLP. There's gamified tokenomics out of this, right? If you deposit... Um, lending capital on Radiant, and you put around 5% of that in DLP you stake, you're allowed to get boosted emissions in the form of um, the Radiant uh, tokens, right? Uh, governance tokens. If you don't put that 5% DLP, if you don't stake it, you're not going to get that emission. So it's a super cool uh, tokenomics invented by Radiant. So anyhow, <laughs> oh, a lot of context given here, but yeah. Um, DLP holders from Radiant Capital can now convert and stake their assets using the MDLP pool on Arbitrum or on BNB chain. MDLP depositors can earn a share of RadPi's revenue without any lockup at all. So usually you, you have to lock up that DLP, right? That 5% to, to gain the boosted um, yields. And if you want a lot of yields, you, you have to lock up a lot. But if you come through RadPi, you don't have to lock any any period at all but the downside to that is there's there's going to be a peg um uh just like uh the pen pie to pendo right m m pendo uh pool um so, so that's going to be one of the challenge but like magpie red pie pen pie like the this game has been one of the best at ensuring that the pick remains quite stable right anyhow um so the the rdp which is the governance token of red pie is slated to launch at around October. It's gonna launch in two rounds. The first round at 5 million FDV, which will sell for about 10% supply. And the second round at 10 million FDV, which is gonna sell for another 10% supply. Um, MDLP holders and stakers will receive the highest allocation of whitelist of this um, RDP IDO uh, tokens, right? Um, the, the, the governance token. So. I mean, RadPi launch, uh, I've observed this for a while, and it has been, been delayed for about three or four months now, I, I think. Um, but uh, I, I feel that the timing, right, couldn't have been any better. Like right now, um, Radiant has retraced in price to a relatively decent entry for people to get in. So there's that, you know, undervalued kind of token narrative coming in. And there's also that potential ARP, uh, season up bull run that's about to come in Q4, which will likely ensure the success of R RDP or Red Pie launch in October. So, yep, on to the next news um, introducing Galaxy 2.0. Um, this is, if, if you don't know, Galaxy, right, is basically this uh, leading platform for building Web3 community. It's a quest platform. Um, like Galaxy and Sealy, right? Both of them are the top two Quest platform that a lot of protocol use to allow the community to interact, to complete tasks, um, incentivize test nets, uh, whatever, and then gain points, gain NFTs, um, and maybe gain tokens as well. Anyhow, um, Galaxy introduces 2.4, which whose main feature is mobile app. So users will be able to explore new projects. Um, looking at the quest board, contribute to dApps, claim rewards, and basically stay up to date um, with just the swipe of your finger right on, on your phone. Um, it's not live now, but it's going to come in Q4. I mean, in terms of the test flight, 
And uh, there's going to be a bunch of other functions, uh, other features, right? Smart Balance, where you can deposit stable coins and GAL tokens, which is the governance token. And enjoy seamless cross-chain transaction pay for gas. Um, you go through 26 blockchains, right, that Galaxy integrated with, and then you can uh, just interact on your uh, mobile apps or um, on your desktop um, with, uh, when you deposit that stablecoin and um, GAL tokens in. Um, it also has a Web3 scores, which is a FICO of Web3. It basically evaluates your experience, your fame, your expertise, your assets, and your humanity in Web3. Uh, basically, if you, I think if if you um, are very experienced, right, in, in Web3, um, you'll have a lot of these scores, uh, which will be very unique to you uh, with a soulbound NFT. So, yep, I mean, I'm not an expert in the Quest platform, right, but I've tried both Galaxy and Sealy, and both of them feel great. Um, having Galaxy 2.0 on mobile could be a game changer, really, because... Um, a lot of users, uh, this is my thesis, right? A lot of dApps are going to be trending towards uh, more accessibility uh, for users. And a lot of people have mobile, right? Um, and, you know, not many people are sitting at their desktop and using MetaMask and Rappi. And I think uh, a lot of wallets, a lot of dApps are going to be trending towards mobile. But before mobile, we're going to see uh, Telegram evolution, maybe on Ton, maybe like, I don't know, like an easy use kind of application, right, um, that you can use anywhere on your phone. So Galaxy tapping on this space earlier than other people, I think is it could be something. It, it could be the thing that they need to stay at the top of the game, right? Easier onboarding experience um, through Telegram and mobile apps. And, you know, Discord users can just hop on another app on Galaxy 2.0. So, yeah, that's going to be pretty, pretty cool. Anyhow, moving on to the next news, um, we have Binance Labs Incubation Season 6, um, which there are 12 projects uh, on Season 6. And, you know, with every single season, right, there are going to be a few projects that come out uh, that do extremely well. The projects from the past five seasons, um, you're probably going to uh, know the, these names, right? I'm going to mention um, Injective. Dune Analytics, Wombat Exchange, Polygon, Pub Protocol, Playbooks. Um, all of these are one of the main ones, uh, in my opinion, that have been performing quite well uh, that came out of the previous seasons. But anyhow, during this season six, um, there are going to be 12 projects, right? Um, and I'm going to be mentioning a few of them in Infrastructure and DeFi. The first project is Vistara is a one-click roll-up deployment framework, UX UI, next-gen DEX trading platform with MPC and AA wallet technology, B-Box, a pub DEX initially launching on Linea that can swiftly create trading pools for a wide range of assets. Derivio, a decentralized structured derivatives ecosystem on CK Sync. Etina, a derivative infrastructure provider to transform ETH into the first crypto-native yield-bearing stablecoin with no reliance on banking systems. Shogun, a chain-agnostic order flow aggregator and smart liquidity router for modular networks, initially launching on the Cosmos Interchain. So Season 6 of the incubation program is set to kick off on September 20, 25, yep, which is about two days. So, yep. Um, 
my thoughts are all right. The the best project with the best name right now in this season six line, lineup is going to be Etina. Um, it is the highest profile project because um, it's already raised six million round, which was backed by Dragonfly, top crypto VC, and Otto Hayes, also you know top guy in the space. Etina USDE stablecoin is created by utilizing user collateral to hedge price delta with each short pub position that's created across centralized exchange and decentralized exchange. And this is super unique stable coin. Um, and yeah, it's pretty cool to see. Next news, Wackme X Kava. Wackme is basically uh, Popsicle Finance, a project by Daniel Sessa, right? Um, the news came out a couple of days ago that they're going to be merging, uh, rebranding Popsicle Finance and migrating ICE tokens to uh, Wackme tokens entirely. So that helped pump uh, the ICE token for a bit. Anyhow, um, there's, there's been a new update. So there's a proposal of treasury swap between Wackme and Kava Chain, which is one of uh, the Cosmos chain. I, I've tried Kava out about three months ago, right? And it's one of the worst experience, one of the worst UI UX experience ever um, on MetaMask. I know that MetaMask has um, integrated with Squid Router and then they have um, they work with Axela now, where you can uh, seamlessly sort of surf Cosmos chain and just bridge uh, stuff very easy, right? Um, so I think the UI UX probably better now. But about three, three, four months ago, man, I mean, come on, it's like uh, like it takes one to two hours to really like um, set up transactions, trying to. Comp- complete it and then fail transaction and complete it again and you know it's uh, just headaches man i feel so bad after using it. anyhow um they partnered together and uh, the deal is that um whack me is gonna receive two million worth of kava tokens um at 0.69 dollars per token and uh while giving kava about two million worth of whack me tokens at about 0.01 um, dollars per token so, Kavas agrees to lock up that two million worth of Wackme in the treasury, while Wackme agrees to provide two million worth of Kava tokens into Wackme WLP and lock them uh, into GMI and basically distributes the the, the fees among the um, GMI participants in the Wackme ecosystems. Um, so, yeah, both parties lock it up for for some time, right, and then just enjoy the rewards distributed to the community, um, and yeah. I mean, uh, it, it's pretty sad to see Daniel Sessa. He, he used to uh, be one of my idols when I first started right back at the end of 2021. When I first got into Time Wonderland, uh, DeFi 2.0, like 3.3, um, like extreme yields of 10,000 uh, APR yields, right? It, it, well, everybody remembered this. And Daniel was a cult leader. Um, after Time Wonderland mishap, um, after Sifu, after the, the things that happened, um, like he basically disappeared, right? And then now he comes back with uh, Whack Me again. Uh, it's pretty sad to see that he's uh, partnering with Kava. Kava, basically, I don't think they have a lot of users right now. And it's not really super, like it's not one of the best chain, right, in the space. Um, but the rewards, the grants that they're providing to projects are super attractive. So, I mean, this could be a strategic move from Daniel to tap into those high Kava token incentives that they can offer. Um, I'm unsure if this is Daniel's sort of desperate attempt 
to get incentives, start everything on Java, uh, on Kava, right, and then go multi-chain or omni-chain, uh, and then focus on other chains later. I'm not sure how long they have to lock up the tokens for, but that could be the plan. Uh, knowing how uh, shrilled uh, Daniel is, right? So, anyhow, onto the next news. CKDX X Layer Zero. So CKDX is basically a GMX fork, and they started on CK Sync, and they are now Omni Chain on base Linear CK Sync and Scroll Testnet. Um, they have about five hundred thousand k um, TVL, and they use that debt tranche mechanisms that is pretty similar to Level Finance, where you have um, three sort of debt tranches that you know take the counterparty risk of the traders, right? Um, on, on on the pub. Anyhow, um, they recently integrated with Layer Zero um, to build that omni-chain aggregator for derivatives trading. Um, CKDX will now be able to aggregate liquidity from various chains, enabling users to basically seamlessly trade a diverse range of derivatives. Yeah. On to the next news, um, DYDX V3 trading fees update. Um, this is, uh, they basically cut down the discount um, that users, sorry, DYDX holders are able to get. And yeah, fees are basically up and running again as usual. Um, so it's not really super attractive for traders to trade, right? On DYDX right now, um, Vertex and up and coming uh, Pubdex that is slated to launch on October also. They've been running loyalty program for the past, I think, four or five uh, months. Um, the trading experience is so good. They are lightning fast experience. Um, the fees is super low also. So I think that that could be a good place uh, for other people to to migrate and trade there. So anyhow, on to the next news, Lexer V2, uh, Testnet Paper Trading Competition. Um, Lexer Markets introduces Lexer V2, complete with synthetics engine for trading Forex with up to 100x leverage as well as implementing the new PIT Oracle. Um, they'll be hosting a paper trading competition starting... On September 27, uh, win winner will get a chance to earn 700 USDC, 500 USDC, and also 300 USDC for the first, second, and third place. There will also be a buck bounty program that runs during that period of time. And if you come across any bucks, right, from critical to low, if, if it's critical, you're getting 50 US dollars. I don't know why it's 50 <laughs> Who's, who's going to report that? I, I think if people find critical bucks for $50, right, they're probably going to exploit it. I mean, you're getting 50 USDC. It's not really worth reporting, so I don't know why it's so low. Anyhow, um, Lexer is basically a pub everything DEX on Arbitrum. In V1, users can trade ETH, BTC, ARP, and invest into isolated XLP pools from Core Crypto Pool and Arbit Pool. So... Core crypto pool is basically ETH, USDC, USDT, and BTC. And Arbit pool are the majors of Arbitrum tokens, right? V2 will introduce Synthetics pool, which is Forex pool, Out crypto pool, NFT pool, and RWA pool. So this basically allows users to trade Forex, Outcoins, NFT, and RWAs with the isolated uh, Synthetics pool, isolated uh, market pools, right, uh, from each of that uh, assets. So yeah, that's pretty much the end of, of all the protocol updates. Um, I'm going to end this with my trade journal, right? So, uh, I mean, market has been pretty boring recently. There, there isn't any new projects that's launching, right? Even if there are 
is not really worth it to launch right now. Um, it's better to wait for a couple of months if, if you can, right? If you have that runway to keep on going. Um, these days, market is still iffy, is, is still fluctuating, right? So, I mean, in terms of my play, I'm going to be just doubling down on my conviction play. With the first one, Magpie, I have mentioned this <laughs> during the the this call, right? During this podcast, um, Magpie has been one of the, I think it's going to be one of the best performing ecosystem in the space just because it's still under the radar. The token is still 5 million in market cap with 18 million in FDV. It's not in a lot of people's radar yet. Um, I don't know why either. And they have a lot of good catalysts backing them up, right? I think the way they expand their influence to capture the gains from other protocols is ingenious. And with Magpie, RedPie, PenPie, and CampPie, it's four projects governance aggregator already that they can sort of um, leverage on top of I mean, each and every projects that they have built on top of have good incentives and also good catalysts coming from uh, for them. And so, yeah, there's there's no reason at all for, for this to stay at the current price, right? I think there's a good chance that it could 4x um, up during the next, uh, this, you know, upcoming Arbitrum bull run in, in Q4. So, but yeah, this, again, uh, this is non-financial advice, uh, DYOR before you ape into this. But yeah, this is one of my highest conviction play and I'm, I'm going to be keeping my eyes on this and just adding on dips. Um, just keep on adding, um, DCing in a bit in and there, right? So yeah, um, the next sort of coin that I have pretty good conviction in, even though there was a recent mishap, right, with Gbot. Um, this coin is GMD, basically the GMD ecosystem. I'm going to start bidding more on this because the team have been working hard. Um, they have been doubling down on a lot of projects that they have launched, right? They're not really trying to launch uh, any new projects and capture the, the short-term hype from that. Um, they know that it's not really worth it, right? Better to double down on the current project. I, I really like them specifically because they introduce uh, really good complex ponzinomics and then they brought hype to the Arbitrum season about four or five months ago. Um, created something new for the entire ecosystem, right? And then now their TVL is lower than before, but it's still almost 20 million in TVL in total um, of the entire uh, GMD ecosystem, right? So yeah, I'm going to be trying to find dips and then adding on that uh, a bit more. And, uh, yeah, I think they, they, they could do well also in the next um, Arbitrum bull run. So yeah, other than this, I... I Oh, sorry. Other than this, I have a lot of Grail um, staked as X-Rail. I'm not really investing that anytime soon. I'm just going to be staking for yields. I also have RDO, uh, which is Rodeo Finance, right? Uh, Leverage Hub. Um, they have been exploited, I think, about three months ago. And now they're recovering back again and then regaining that trust, uh, which is pretty nice. PenPy, uh, PNP token. Um, I'm holding a bunch of that. And DMT. Dream, dream uh, Machine Token, right, of Sanko Corp. Um, it's one of the, uh, it, it's a cult project, right, and uh, they have 10 to 15 
developers in the space already building a lot of games, um, casino games, um, cool memeable games, and I've been vibing with them since they launched. And my convictions stay the same. I'm just gonna be holding their coins until they're probably trading at hundred dollars uh, per token. So, yep, that's pretty much it for uh, my trade journal. Um, I'm thinking that I'm gonna do this more often these days, right? Because basically, there's nothing much to ape into. So I'm just going to be reflecting my trade and then seeing uh, what I did wrong and also seeing if there are some opportunities, some undervalued gems that I can be able to. So yes, really sorry. <laughs> this is almost 30 minutes um, podcast, but thanks everyone for listening in. And yeah, if you have any comment, if you have any suggestions, um, please let me know. Um, I'm recording this super late at night after an exercise, uh, after a gym session, so I'm super tired. So, yeah, I mean, if you have any suggestions, um, anything that you want me to cover, anything you want me to improve on, feel free to let me know. And thanks again for listening, for tuning in. I'll see you guys again for tomorrow, um, GM Digest Podcast Episode 3. Right. Have a great one, guys. Bye.